Yo, what up though? Welcome. How y'all feeling? To IGP Quick Takes. Inspire guys, people. I'ma just give y'all a little something real quick. Like, you We've know. We've been here for a minute, man. It's kind of like a freestyle, but in the form I, of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Turn me up. Uh, it's gonna be good. I ain't really got time for this. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire Guys People, the podcast where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is a quick take, people. Come on. Woo. Guys, people, this is Jay Will, your um, host of this show. Just getting my stuff together on the desk right here. I like the smooth music. Music, what about you? I could talk, people. Yo, we got a real um, quick take for you today. I'm not going to take an hour, I promise, like I've been doing on these quick takes. <laughs> but y'all been responding very well to the information, so I want to say thank you for that. The uh, digital economy... Ah, man, that's two times already I can talk. The digital economy content has received really rave reviews. So for everyone who is interested in learning more about you know cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, NFTs, those type of things going into 2022, we are going to continue to expand on that content really with the overall purpose of wanting you to be ahead of the trends and also wanting you to be a contributor, at least to understand at least my thoughts around what it means to be a contributor versus a consumer, which trust me, I know everybody got all this crazy stuff to say about it right now. They're going to be consumers. And I'm not even saying the crazy stuff they saying is wrong. I'm just saying people say crazy stuff and then they still consume. Consumers consume. Contributors invest. Investigate. Ooh, I like that. You, I, Is it weird that I never made the connection between the word invest and the word investigate? That's a lot of what we do here. And that's why I don't tell you what to do. I don't give you the answers to the test. I try to provide information provide content to allow you to explore because you are very much capable of figuring out what the best approach is for you. Also, not a show that's big on like trying to throw things in your face. Look, I got this. I did this. Let me tell you something. If it sounds too good to be true, you know what I'm about to say, don't you? Then it is. One thing I can't stand is a get rich quick scheme I can't stand people who sell fake success or maybe I maybe it ain't them. I can't stand. I just can't stand the fact that they sell fake success. I don't like unrealistic expectations. So it's like when somebody give me something, it's like, hey, just do this. And this is happening. Uh, I don't believe you. I don't think things are that easy in life. That's just how I am. Like even great things aren't easy. But again, that's another show for another day uh, today as I knock my mic over. Sorry about that. I didn't knock it over. I just hit it. But today's a very different show. Um, we're not talking about that stuff today. Um, I say, uh, you know what? I got to stop saying, um, I apologize. That's not right. That's not good etiquette for podcasts. I can talk people. I will continue to improve. Look, I'm from the hood. Believe it or not, this is a product of Detroit East Side Seven Mile. And I have spent years developing myself, focusing on self-development to become better. Because I think that's a lot of what life is about. And I also think anyone could do it. With self-development, anyone can go from 
from nothing to something and everything in between. Not saying you nothing today. That's not what we do. We don't disrespect people. What am I talking about? Today is about peace, patience, and perseverance. Oh, but before we get there, please do email me any thoughts or ideas, content that you want to hear. Going into 2022, uh, my email is jermainewilsonmusic at gmail.com. Like always, if you just look into the description of the show, you will be able to find all of the information that I decide to share for each show. So things like, where's my music? Can you listen to that? The YouTube channel that I'm trying to grow from like just me and my mom and my grandma to all of y'all. Can I be honest? I hate YouTube. I hate trying to create YouTube videos. I hate trying to get people to subscribe. I'm just, this show is a, I'm a very transparent person on this show. Like that's what the the beauty of being able to talk to y'all is all about. I'm not that transparent all the time everywhere else, but on this podcast, you know, y'all are my, my family over here. I'm just being real. I hate it, but it's something I'm trying to get better at. I'm trying to get past this beginning of like, oh, a hundred subscribers and Oh, 103, oh, 106, oh, four views. It's just like, oh, I'm, I just, I don't enjoy it. I'm just being honest. I look forward to the day that I have somebody on my team that can help me with like the production side of things and content creation. It's going to happen one day. I promise it will, Lord willing. But anyway, what's my point? Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Inspire Guys People. Just search Inspire Guys People on YouTube. And keep in touch as I try to figure out like what type of content I want to create, what's valuable. I'm probably going to go into the new year and just try a bunch of things and some of it is going to work and some of it's not. But again, it's just me, my grandma, my mama, and maybe my mother-in-law watching right now. So, um, you know, it really doesn't matter. All right, let's move on to the content of this show. Thank y'all so much for rocking with us at Inspire Guys People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. And I just wanted to say that one more time for no reason, because we already been through the intro of the show. All right, man. I was thinking about this um, a couple weeks ago. I put this in my phone, um, like I don't know, two, three weeks ago. And here's what it what I talked about. I'm not gonna go all the way into it, but I talked about drivers training, and I was just thinking about driving in a storm. I don't remember if I was driving in a real storm or not, or what made me think about this. But I was thinking about this idea of driving in a storm. And of course, I like to relate things to real life because that's what I do. And I don't think I shared this yet on the show, by the way. If I did, maybe it sounds a little different or better this time. When I have notes in my phone, sometimes I don't completely remember if I shared it, but I don't think I did. So this idea of driving in a storm or relating it to driver's training. Here's what I wrote down. I was just taking notes like with driver's training, they put you in a parking lot in perfect conditions with cones. like. Uh, assuming it's the same, I don't have a 16-year-old child that's in driver's training, so I can only go off when I was 16. And it's like I was in this parking lot and where most people on the east side of Detroit go, uh, this building right at the corner of 94 and Casual, I believe it is. I forget the name of it. The name changes, but it's always going to be a driver's training building. I promise you it's that today, and I haven't even been over there lately. But you go in this parking lot, they put some cones out, and you're in perfect conditions. It's like, hey, parallel park by this cone. I'm like, okay, that's easy. Because if I get it wrong, or should I say at 16 years old, when I get it wrong, 
I'm not going to hit another car. I'm going to knock down a $3 cone. Okay, that's great. Then when you do, you know, get past the point where you're getting on the road, what do they do? They put you in a car with stickers on it that lets everyone know that you're not a real driver. You're a student driver. Again, driver's training creates this perfect condition for you to get in a car with all of these warning and watch out signals that everyone else can know, hey, this is a student, right? Here's the problem. The moment you pass the class and you get your license, the real life conditions don't fit the training. Here's the problem. They haven't taught you how to drive in real conditions. They have not taught you how to drive in a storm. The first day you get your license, when you go out in parallel park, there are no cones. <laughs> Those are real cars. That's somebody real life Honda Accord that you about to hit. Okay. When you go out and drive in real life, it might rain. And it might rain real hard. And guess what else? There are no stickers on your car that warns everyone else and tells them, hey, this guy that can't drive right here, don't worry. Don't hunk at him. He's a student. <laughs> He's a student driver. What's my point with all of this? You know, sometimes in life I feel like people, leaders, ministers, create sermons that got stickers on them. They're just little cones. They feel good. They're perfect conditions. And we bring people to church and we rile them up and we cheer them up. And not even just church. Like we do podcasts, memes, social media influencers, you know. And one thing about me is like, I get it. That stuff is real dope. I watch, you know, people by the millions subscribe to these type of uh, people who deliver these type of messages because the conditions are perfect. And they almost tell you that, hey, you are, you, you got it all together. Don't worry about it. It's easy. It's easy to parallel park. How many people out there when you real life get, it's, it's people that had their license 10, 15 years, and you get out there to parallel park and you get nervous. Don't lie to me. You can lie to yourself. Why is that? It's because you never really been in the condition. You were trained in perfect conditions. You weren't trained in a storm. So I believe in properly um, talking through the word of God, teaching it, studying the word of God, and thinking about the real life conditions that we endure and that we encounter and making that connection because the Bible talks about not just being a hearer, but a doer. See, when you've been trained in perfect conditions, you a great hearer. Yes. Yeah. I Yes. Let's do it. And then you get out there in real life and there ain't no sticker on your car saying, oh, he's just a Christian in training. Oh, don't worry. She's not a real Christian. Like that's what don't. No, no, no. She don't know how to drive in a storm. Don't worry. Don't hunk at her. My point, people, is that as believers, we got to try to make a real connection with God. 
We gotta have like we gotta train in real conditions. We have to not lie to people and make you know. Oh, they are new Christians, so don't tell them the truth. <laughs> don't tell them that at some point you go. Yes, God forgives and God loves everybody, but at some point you gonna have to repent. Like I, I don't. When do we tell them that, y'all? Is it after the after the video? After we get to a million subscribers, do we do we tell them the truth after? I, after we collect all their money, like when do we tell them the truth? Or do we just start at a hundred subscribers and say, you know what? I'm gonna just tell y'all the truth right now. Like, this is what it is. My point with all of this is that I really believe that as believers and people who are content creators and and you know who want to do things God's way, but you want to grow and you want to please God, you gotta be careful, man, right off the jump to try to remain disciplined, knowing that temptation comes from within, right? So you're going to have temptations as a human. You're going to make some mistakes sometimes as a human. That just happens. But you got to try your best to be proactive about keeping the main thing the main thing. Keeping it about Christ, right? How do we keep it about Christ? How do we ensure that Inspire God's people stays on that path, knowing at the same time, I'm human. I don't want to be your uh, Jesus is our example. I'm not preaching the gospel of Jermaine, right? You don't want to, you know, you don't want to trust me to that level. I can make a mistake at any point. But my, my point at the end of the day is like, we got to be real. The conditions have to be real. That's the one thing I strive to do. I'm not just on this show, but I just really strive to do this as a leader, whether it's in my corporate job or, you know, with something here at inspire guys, people or wherever. It's like, I want to talk to you about the real conditions because it seems like everyone, not everyone, that's an exaggeration. It seems like a lot of people have a, a real issue and problem and with being real. We just create these fake scenarios like, hey, when you go out here and act crazy, like it's just going to be cones that you're knocking over. No, you're going to go to prison. You just knocked a real person upside their head. You can't do that. All right. Got to learn how to drive in a storm. Otherwise, you get out there, it's raining, there's no stickers, and you're going to hurt somebody or you're going to hurt yourself. And so as believers, what I'm saying this for is to simply tell you that as a believer, sometimes there are storms. Sometimes in real life, there are ups and downs. Sometimes the meme doesn't, like, the meme says the right thing, but it ain't enough. Like, that's why we need to actually spend time meditating on the word of God, actually send, spend time seeking God. We also have to realize when we have some gaps in what we're doing and, and take a step back and say, okay, I need to trust you, Lord. All right, so we're, we're going to talk about peace, patience, and perseverance. I just got a couple things I want to say about this. Peace, patience, I can talk patience. <laughs> it's, you know, uh, anyway, y'all don't judge me, please. Peace, patience, perseverance. Why am I talking about these things? I'm talking about these things because in real life, in the real conditions, when you get out of the training for Christianity and you are actually now living as a Christian, you're going to get in situations where you need peace. What do I mean by this? Where I need peace. You know, for me personally, uh, when I think about this year, you know, there's been a lot going on this year. A lot of good things, but also a lot of challenging things, ups and downs, like it just happens. And there have been times this year, if I use like, you know, in the business world, like I get 
so busy. I, you know, I say this every year. Y'all have been on this show with me now. We're in year four. This is really the beginning of year four of this podcast. And, you know, I've had several promotions. Like, I don't always talk about everything. I talk about some of it. But it's like life has changed in these four years. Like, it's not the same as when I started. And um, some things are more challenging, but there are times that I need peace. There are times where I'm so busy or there's a lot going on or I get frustrated or um, just a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm also living through this pandemic and all of the the things that that brings, all of the controversy. Last year, we made it through the racial tension. Do y'all notice how that's not the same? Like, I... I want you to go back if you're listening to this. Go back. I challenge you. Go back and listen to the podcast I were put I was putting out back in, you know, May of 2020, June, July of 2020. Listen what I was talking about. And if I was lying, I'm flying. And if you disagree, email me and tell me you were wrong, Jermaine. But I believe that you may go back and realize that we were proactive. We knew what was coming um, as it relates to just how the media controls the world. And that's why I warned y'all, don't hate each other. We brothers and sisters in Christ, don't hate each other because it'll just be the next wave of news to make you hate someone else. Uh, and last year we were hating each other because you were black um, and white. And this year you hating each other because you're vaccinated and not vaccinated. And who knows what's next? You know, that's just how the world and the media works. There's a lot of evil people who have an agenda, but as the body of Christ, we have to stick together. What's my point? Through all of these things, I've needed peace. What about you? Right? So we might as well talk about it versus acting like there's never going to come a point in time where you need peace. There's never going to come a point in time where, you know, super saved Christian man, Jermaine, inspire God's people. Don't have a bad day. He don't, you know, no, not him. He never said that. Oh, no, not him. He never fell. He never did this. He never tripped. He never whatever. Like, no, we all human. I just want y'all to know that about me now. Like, just know that now. Like, don't put me on some pedestal that I'm just, it's impossible. No, no, it's, it's Jay Will from Inspire God's People. I'm not Jesus. I need Jesus, but I'm not Jesus. It's important to say that now. All right, so let's go to Matthew chapter 6. And just read a couple uh, scriptures. <laughs> I ain't even going to say I could talk for the rest of the day because y'all know I can and y'all know that I'm just, anyway, something wrong with me, people. Matthew chapter six, verses 24 and 25. Let's see what the Bible says. It says, no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. It's pretty simple. But it's a challenge, ain't it? Let's let's just be honest. Let's let's go to verse 25 and see what it says. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothes? OK, I want you to think about something because we're not just talking about, you know. Just saying the word or, or hearing the word, we're talking about being doers. The Bible tells us you can't serve two masters, you can't. Um, serve God and be enslaved to money. It tells you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink. Now, if I go back to 2020, I remember there was a point in time where all the tissue was gone out of the grocery store. 
I'm going to be all the way honest with you and just tell you, like, that was so irritating to me. Like, why is everybody buying all the tissue? People were just buying things. Why? Because of worry. Because when a news article comes out and prophesies that we're going to all be, you know, out of everything, then people just buy everything to an irrational extent. And it's like, and I'm not criticizing you right now. I'm just pointing out that sometimes in life there's a real life storm. We got to know how to be a Christian in a storm, not just how to be a Christian when everything is perfect and life is great. How, how to be a Christian in a storm. Last year, people were losing their Christianity because tissue was selling out. And then the worry and the concern. Um, every time a new variant of COVID arises, there's worry, there's fear, right? I understand it. I'm not criticizing anyone right now. I'm just telling you that we have to learn how to be a Christian in a storm. But a lot of what happens if we look at it in reality, a lot of people embraced worry, embraced fear. Leaders, Christians, embraced fear and worry. Were we, were we, were we quoting these scriptures? Were we saying that, you know, you can't worry about everyday life? You have to have peace. Why am I saying this? Because... When I think about peace, peace is the opposite of worry. And we cannot be so charged up because that's really what it is. It's like you have revved your engine up so much. And, and some of it is because of this is because we're not protecting our peace. And I'm not here to tell you what to watch or what not to watch. But again, if you listen to this podcast, I've tried my best to try to be consistent on the things that I was saying. And one of the things that I've said many a times is that, hey, man, I'm not saying don't watch the news. I'm not saying don't read all the articles and the clippings. But what I'm what I am telling you is that those are strategically chosen to get people to watch and read. The whole purpose of a news, um, you know, organization is to increase viewers, readers, watchers, listeners, whatever for advertising purposes, because they make a lot of their money through advertising. So they have to be able to sell to their advertising partners that we get a certain number of impressions on our work so that you will pay to partner with us. So they have to have clickbait. What do I mean by that? When you, when you are coming up with a news headline, it's going to be really helpful if you just say, like, the Delta variant is here. It may be worse than the first one. Well, a lot of people are going to read that. Why? Because people are attracted to fear. In our flesh, we want to worry. <laughs> like in our flesh, we want to be concerned. In our flesh, we want to be afraid. That's why the Bible literally tells us that God didn't, didn't give us the spirit of fear, right? But a power of love and a sound mind, right? God wants us to have peace. But the problem is, I think some of us think of peace as that life's conditions mean make us peaceful. And I don't believe that's what God is saying. I believe that God wants us to be peaceful even when life's conditions say otherwise. Peace in a storm. Christian in a storm. Right? It's real easy to be at peace on a sunny day. But when it's a lot going on and you revved up, and trust me, I've been there. I've been there this year. I've been there at times, you know, doing this show. So I understand it. I'm not pointing a finger, but I'm just telling you that as Christians, we got to learn how to drive in a storm 
And part of the way we do that is we we literally seek God's word. Like we don't want to have itching ears where we're just seeking the words of celebrities and somebody just because they got a million subscribers or whatever. Listen, that's fine. It's not a sin to have a million subscribers. That's not my point. I'm not, you know, hating on somebody or anything. But what I am saying is that the credibility is in the word. God's word is the credibility, not the messenger saying it. Like, I'm not, listen, I'm just repeating the Bible right now. It's not me. Like, it doesn't make me great. It doesn't make everything I say right. I'm repeating God's word. And I think part of our struggle is we want to worship people. We want to follow people. We want to be scared when they tell us to be scared. Some of us right now are not looking for the word of God to tell us that everything is going to be okay in the middle of this storm. We are looking for a person to tell us that everything is going to be okay. I'm not saying that God can't use people so that that's the beauty of the Lord, right? But what I'm saying is that we need to shift our focus from the person to the Savior, to the source. His word tells us not to worry, and that should be enough. All right, secondly, oh, wait, did I read all the scriptures? I think I skipped some. Hold on. I got to go to verse 31 through 34. Sorry, my bad. And it says, so don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear? 32. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows your needs. 34. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. 34. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. What am I what am I saying when I when I repeat this like why am I repeating these scriptures to you in Matthew chapter 6 in the New Living Translation? It's because the scripture is literally telling us in 32 these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Are you a believer? Am I a believer? If I'm a believer these things this worry should not this disruption of my peace disturbance of my peace should not be dominating my thoughts. And if it is, it's okay that it has been. This is where I repent. Oh, God, forgive me. I ain't been seeking you for my peace. I've been letting my thoughts be dominated by the things that dominate the thoughts of unbelievers according to your word. Not according to me. That's the Bible. That's why I just like reading the Bible. That's what the Bible said. It literally said, these things dominate the thoughts of unbeliever of unbelievers. What things? Uh, what will I eat? What will I drink? What will I wear? See, a non-believer will make the worry the purpose. Like, well, I'm worried about this, so I got to go buy all the tissue. Well, well somebody else got to eat, though. Somebody else need tissue, bro. Come on, now learn how to drive in a storm. Put your blinkers on. Like, you got to look out for other people. You can't just look out for yourself. But, again, the minds of unbelievers. Then it says in 33, seek the kingdom of God, all right, cool, above all else. That, above everything. Above, above uh, every variant of the virus, above vaccinated or not vaccinated, above uh, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, Amer Make America Great, anything else you could print on a T-shirt. It says seek the kingdom of God above all else. Not above kind of mostly everything, but these things. No, above all else, seek the kingdom of God. That's what we're trying to do here. 
We are trying to seek the kingdom of God because he's the source of our peace. Because the, remember, the goal, I'm going to say this, is so many people, I sat back and watched. I just sat back and observed last year. So many people want to be charged up. Like, some of us want to be Martin Luther King so bad because that's all we saw in school growing up. Like, if you grew up when I grew up, uh, it look, civil rights, those things were in the books. Like Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, God bless their souls. Thank, thank God for what they did. But for some of us, because it's been presented to us so much, it's the thing we aspire to be. So to me, some people seemed happy when the world is disrupted and when white people can't stand black people and black people can't stand white. Like some, I'm just being real. Some Christians, white and black, all in between seem happy. I'm like, man, y'all, y'all. Like, is, is this, <laughs> is this the kingdom of God? Some of us seem happy to be worried. No, we, we, we want to de-escalate the worry. We want peace. Peace. All right, cool, cool. All right, so next, patience. And this is supposed to be a quick take, so I'm going to speed it up on patience. Uh, We're going to go to James chapter 1. Go to James chapter 1, chapter 1. And we're going to read verses 1 through 4, I believe. Or maybe not. No, 2 through 4. I put on here, just as a sidebar, patience is the bridge between faith and manifestation. Because here's the thing about peace. I believe that one of the ways we can find peace is when we've put our faith in God. And not the things. Because again, some of us got our faith in tissue. Like you put all the faith in the toilet tissue, and that's what's comforting you that you got 6,000 rolls in the basement. Okay. Whatever that means. Um, but patience. James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. Let's see what it says. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, when a storm right? Troubles of any kind, any kind. Okay. What says storm comes your way. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. Wait a minute. Why would I, I don't get it, Jermaine. I'm driving and a storm comes. Why is this an opportunity for great joy? Because I ain't been trained on how to drive in no storm. They told me God was good all the time. All the time. God was good in the hood and the birds. You heard all the words. They just told me all the good stuff about being a Christian. So the moment that I get some type of adversity, I blame God. Why did God let this happen? Like, huh? Whoever told you? Like, oh, you was training with the cones. I see. <laughs> when you training with the cones, man, it, it's a tough thing. Like, when you training with them cones, like, you, you get mad when it's another car that you might hit when you parallel parking. Now, we ain't got no cones out today. We, did, we just talking the word of God. When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. It doesn't make sense, but okay, let's see what they say in verse 3. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Wow. So, otherwise, if you keep driving with cones, you ain't going to never become a better driver until we put some other cars with you out there. Until so we take some stickers off your car and stop making everybody think you a student driver and let them know, no, you're a real driver, too. You just got some growing to do. Like, I'm just telling you all for real. Yeah, when I was 16, I was nervous the first time I got on the freeway. 
but you got to put me out there so I can learn. And now, okay, shoot, at this point in life, I'm on the freeway, you know, switching lanes, just doing whatever I want to do. But at one point in time, that had me nervous. But what it, the cones didn't do enough to teach me how to drive on the freeway because the conditions. Man, sometimes God needs to present some real conditions. Why? Because when your faith is tested, according to James chapter 1, verse 3, your endurance has a chance to grow. Why do you need endurance? Verse 4 says, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, all right, man, this endurance, like what? Like, why do I need to endure? Like, what, what is this for? When it's fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, meaning whole, complete, needing nothing. Not meaning perfect like you do no wrong. No, meaning you have everything you need. So this idea of going through a storm sometimes presents an opportunity for you to improve your driving. But if we just lie to everybody and tell them that this walk is about having fun, it's about how you dress, it's about what you listen to. Listen, I'm just going to say this one thing, man, about me is like, if you like when people do things, this is something that has happened for so long in the church, especially like, you know, when, when I was really doing a lot of like gigs, rapping at different churches, I've been able to see a lot. So and I'm not knocking nobody. It's just, you you know, when you see a lot, you see a lot. And one of the things I always saw when I was going around rapping at different churches is that people always try to do something to show the kids something. What do I mean? Hey, let's do this to show them that you can be a Christian and have fun. Hey, let's talk like this to show them. Like, I'm just going to be real with y'all. I don't do that. No, don't do it. Nope, not my style. Can't do it. Don't want to do it. No, this is really how I dress, bro. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I don't have to prove to you that you can be a Christian and have fun. Like, is this fun? Yeah, this is really fun. Like, I, it's just never been something I believed in. I never believed that we have to go and do things to prove to people something super basic. Like, I don't got to go buy a thousand cookies right now to prove to you that you could be a Christian and still eat sweets. My point with that, and I know this is a super sidebar, but my point with that is that we create these fake conditions for people. And then you start making people who are really not like that naturally start acting like that. So it's like, for instance, let's use the clothing thing, like, because that's something I've seen all the time. Like, you know, oh, like dress like this to show them this. Like, no, in life, I just always dress how I want to dress. Meaning so y'all could be suited up or whatever. When I was at a stage in my life, I ain't want to be suited up or I ain't want to be casual. Then, yeah, I'm about to come in here in these J's and you just going to have to get that. Like, that's just what it is. Sunday service, Sunday morning, whatever. I done preached on Sunday morning with J's on a lot of times. Right. I'm at a point in my life now where I like to mix it up more like I, you know, I do as I've grown as a businessman and like, OK, I've never been a dress up type, but I like to be casual now. Like so I mix it up. I still am more of a dress down type person, but I like a little casual vibe right now. So if I dress casual to come to your church or wear a polo shirt or a cardigan because I really love cardigans, I'm not wearing it to prove that you could be a Christian and wear a cardigan. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, you could be a Christian and be a cardigan. But the problem, if I keep presenting that to you, you're going to be thinking in order to be a Christian, you got to wear a cardigan. And the fact of the matter is you can have on a T-shirt, a tank top, you can have on a button up like you could be a Christian and wear all these things. So how about you just be yourself and I be myself versus us create a bunch of weird clones? What is my point? We create all these false conditions for Christianity and we have 
really misled a lot of people. Like, yeah, like, okay, it's not a sin to wear a coach, like a coach purse, but like, or a coach jacket, whatever. Like, but okay, I'm not wearing my coach book bag to like prove to you that you could be a Christian and wear a coach. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. I know I got off topic, but it just, it just throws me off. And ultimately, the goal is really we should be a melting pot of nationalities, of personalities. We should be righteous. We should be showing our image of God. Like we shouldn't be bringing our personal sin nature into our Christian walk and presenting it as a standard. But we should look different, talk different, be from different backgrounds, be culturally different. It's okay. You can be a Christian and eat shrimp. (laughs) It's just, I don't know, man. We just do some weird stuff. I don't even know why I started talking about that. I apologize. So this idea of endurance is important because you need to like be able to continue to cultivate and be a Christian for the long run. And and part of, I guess, maybe why I said that, I, I really don't know, is that when we create these false conditions, we also create false converts. So false conditions create false converts. So people who are walk into Christianity not really being properly assimilated into the faith because they've never been told that you got to drive in a storm, but you've created this condition of this parking lot where they parallel park with cones. In the moment that they realize, oh, I got to go on a real street and be a Christian, they can't do it because they haven't been properly trained. And that's a problem. So they don't have endurance because Endurance would come with the proper training and understanding that, hey, these things can happen. Not saying we want anything to happen, but I'm just being real and saying that I've lived life long enough as a believer to know that you're going to have some ups and downs. Every day won't be cherries, berries, and roses. All right? Last but not least, for those of y'all who tired of listening to me talk, but you like, I'm going to just keep listening because that's Inspire God's people. And I've been listening to this show for three years. And I got to hear what your man going to say. Why I did it in that voice, I have no idea. All right, last but not least, we're going to go to James chapter 5, verses 10 and 11. And now we're talking about patience. I meant that was patience, perseverance. I'm sorry. Wait, which one am I talking about? Oh, that was patience. The bridge between faith and manifestation. My bad. Patience. I kept talking about perseverance, but they do interact. So I apologize. I got sometimes somehow I got off track and I started talking about um, the wrong one. I think I just talked about them in the wrong order. So maybe that was perseverance and this patience. Anyway, um, listen, this you're just going to take what you get on this show. Uh, let's see what the scriptures say. James chapter five, verse 10. For examples of patience, there we go, in suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You see how the Lord was kind to him at the end, for the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. All right, so as you see, right, perseverance is how long can you last How long can you outlast or how long can you last um, overall in a storm, in the good and the bad? Patience is that bridge between faith and manifestation. They really work hand in hand together um, when you really think about patience and endurance. And this scripture actually mentions them both. 
patience and perseverance in order to be able to last for a long time in this walk and to be consistent, right? Endurance in in order to persevere, I have to have patience. I have to understand that, hey, this might take some time. It's not going to happen overnight. Like everything doesn't happen overnight. And God talked about Job. They talk about Job here in the scripture where, where what I really love about this is that, um, what does it say? Uh, where is it at? Da, 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 da. Where is it at? Where, why did I just, oh, okay. Verse 11, five and 11. We give great honor to those who endure suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a great of a man of great endurance. You could see how the Lord was kind to him at the end. So you don't see the end if you're not patient, patient, and if you don't persevere. And so that's ultimately what I'm talking about here today, is that in this walk with Christ, there are going to be real life situations where you need to be patient, where you need to persevere to see it through. Don't give up too soon. Just because it hasn't happened overnight, just because, you know, the meme told you or, you know, the the social media influencer put the music behind it. And, you know, I do that. You do videos, they a minute clip and you just, you know, whatever you limit it with what you could do. At the end of the day, in real life, man, it's like, hey, ain't no music in the background in real life. Ain't no choir singing. You know what I mean? When when your your job is threatening you or ain't no choir singing when. You know, somebody is mad at you because of your, the color of your skin or whatever it is. Like, it ain't no quiet. We fall down. It don't happen. When you get into an argument, when some of y'all are driving in the car about to have some road rage, like, ain't, don't you just wish it was just, what if every time something was about to <laughs> every time something happened in life, you get a real life choir to pop up, just the audio, not even people just, every time like you, you at work, you about to cuss somebody out. And then out of nowhere, it's just, we fall out. <laughs> like, could you imagine that you married, you about to argue with your husband, your wife, y'all getting into it. It's like, ah, oh, nah, nah, we fall down. Some of us need that, but it just ain't the reality. I need it. like. I need it when I'm at work and people getting on my nerves. We fall down. Listen, man, my whole point with this, um, you know, peace, patience, perseverance, in whatever order, because I think I mixed up the order of peace, patience, and perseverance, but um, they actually tie together, so hopefully it made sense. My point at the end of the day, man, is just to say, especially as we, you know, go into the new year and Lord willing, get ready to start a new year, um, or in this year, get ready, go out of this year and go into the next year, go into the holidays with your family, man, have peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding, the peace that only comes from the father, like have patience. You know what I mean? Like there might be some things you wanted. You wanted them this year. They, they're taking a little longer than you expected. And, and that's okay. And then lastly, persevere. Don't give up because things are taking longer. Don't, don't give up now, man. Like we made it here. Don't worry though. Like today's trouble is enough for today. Like don't consume yourself with the worry of tomorrow because they said what this is going to be or the news hit. Like we got to start elevating the word of God over the news headlines. Today, I just read to you headlines from the Bible. 
That's what we need to start doing. We need to start. I, I might have to start doing like I might start creating headlines from the Bible and let that be our daily news. Like, let's let that be our news, because I think we are letting man's headline who have evil agendas to keep us um, watching or reading their articles and to beat the algorithm and to keep us in fear. They don't it's like they don't really want a news station. Don't want you not afraid. Because when I think about it, ever since I've been a kid, the news going to do something and say something to make you scared. And some of us have fully, fully submitted to that cycle. And I'm not saying news people are bad. If you're a news journalist or a writer or something that's listening to this, God loves you. I, I'm, I'm not hating on what you do for a living. But you know where you work at. You know what y'all do. Come on, man. You know you need that next story. And maybe you're a person that's adding, bringing change. So, so I'm not trying to, like, you know, um, you know, talk ill on nobody. But what I'm saying is like, man, a lot of these media outlets just want you to be scared because that's how they control and manipulate you. I told y'all we did a show called Marketing is Mind Control. Look for that show. I forget what episode it is. Maybe it was 63, 64. It was in the 60s, I believe. Marketing is Mind Control. That's a great show to listen to to just understand how in business marketing is used to literally control your behavior. I'm going to keep telling y'all, we got to understand how the world works. Some of us are walking around and we just want to believe it's all peaches and strawberries and life is good. And no, it's evil in the world and people have evil agendas. And it's not about, you don't have to be no conspiracy theorist. So you don't have to be, you know, all far out and crazy to believe and to know how the world works. Like you don't have, listen, you're 45 years old and you still believe in Santa Claus. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to chill at some point. Got to live in reality. Stop putting the cookies and milk out. Your wife ate that, sir. Like, you're 45. You get what I'm saying? All right, man, I think that's about enough. Y'all tired of me, ain't y'all? Listen, hit me up, Music at gmail.com. Much love. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, What else y'all say now? Everything got to be politically correct. Nah, nobody can say Merry Christmas, like, even though it's Christmas. Like. It ain't holidays. It's Christmas. Um, it's just fun. The world we live in, it cracked me up, man. It, it cracked me up sometimes. Where it's like, oh, you got to say it like this because Christ is in Christmas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy your family. Be safe, man. But more than anything, don't allow yourself to be consumed. Have peace. Be patient and persevere.